Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. While Grant Thornton recently published a report which highlights how businesses need to report the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic in their financial statements. Stephen Murray from Grant Thornton joins me now to tell us more. Stephen, start by talking to us about the role that you hold within Grant Thornton. Good morning, Carl. Good to talk to you. I am the Head of Audit and Assurance with Grant Thornton in Ireland. We have over 1,500 people in Ireland and uh, my audit team is made up of around 500 people across our seven offices in Ireland. What prompted Grant Thornton to publish this report about COVID and annual financial statements? Well, I guess the idea behind the report is just to kind of remind uh, companies that annual reports um, present an opportunity and I suppose an obligation to communicate with investors and stakeholders about the performance uh, of your company. There's almost no new guidance coming out uh, under IFRS or Irish Accounting Standards specific to COVID-19. Some exceptions, limited exceptions relating to how to account for lease concessions and rent breaks, etc., um, but no real new guidance. Um, so it really emphasises, a report emphasises the fact that the IFRS uh, accounting standards and auditing standards still need to be followed as rigorously as, as before, uh, and even more so now because stakeholders, uh, who I mentioned before, really need to understand the impact of the pandemic and what the company is doing about those impacts. And of course, for many businesses over the past 12 months, they would imagine that the reporting of their financial performance will be simple, as unfortunately, the financial impact has been drastic on their business, so they may feel they have nothing to report. How would you respond to that train of thought? Carl, I suppose the first thing is that not all companies are the same. Every, Every company is unique. And we've got clients in certain sectors that have very little, they've experienced very little um, adverse impact of the coronavirus situation. But then again, a lot of sectors would have been decimated, hospitality sectors, travel and tourism sectors. um, You know, they they would all have been um, really, really negatively impacted. Uh, And our financial statements need to explain the the extent of that impact. So a stakeholder or a reader of the financial statements has a good uh, feel for the the level of impact and what the plans are of the directors for seeing the company through that period on a going concern basis. And the report identifies four best practices for reporting the consequences of COVID-19 in their financial statements. In short, what are they? Well, in short, the first one will be comply but communicate. So by all means, you need to actually comply with the IFRS disclosure requirements. Um, There's no shortcuts in, in doing that. But having said that, you do need to communicate. So everything needs to be company specific. Um, company specific, make, make the financial statements relevant to your company rather than just being full of uh, boilerplate disclosures. Um, and, you know, be careful using alternative performance measures. So in old school speak, we used to call these non-gap measures. So this is where you're adjusting some um, you know, traditional gap measures uh, and adjusting them to, uh, to paint a different picture or tell a different story. Um, regulators hate non-GAAP adjustments and any time they review public company financial statements they seem to always have comments about ensuring that any non-GAAP measures have a real reason, a real rationale uh, about giving better information to a user. They can never have more um, prominence than the traditional GAAP measures and they should be really well defined. 
really well defined as to how they're calculated, why they give more information. So the next one is omit the immaterial. Uh, so something is material in a set of financial statements if it's likely to influence a user's decision based on those financial statements. Don't overload the financials with trivial disclosures and just uh, create clutter and, um, and excessive information that really isn't meaningful. Third one is rethink the notes. So maybe reorganizing the notes into financial statements so that they deal with the most important areas first. And finally, just prioritize the policies. Financial statements can run to 100 pages now for you know, very large public companies, and half of that is in uh, accounting policies and note disclosures. Even the smallest IFRS reporter seems to have uh, very hard to see financial statements with less than 50 pages. So really organize your, your significant accounting policies in groups and put the most important ones in, in the front and explain how those, those accounting policies have been applied in the context of the pandemic. Now, of course, Stephen, given the scale and size of Grand Thornton, it provides you with great insight into the domestic economy and what's happening here. How would you take the temperature on what's happening in the business sector currently? There's still quite a level of optimism, I suppose. And, you know, a lot of credit would need to go to the, the government supports and the wage subsidy schemes, etc. So um, I don't think this recession is going to be like the recession uh, we had in, in um, 2008-2009, um, partly actually because if you remember back in 2008-2009, the government had to borrow money on the bond markets at interest rates that were in uh, the double figures. So we, we had a partner conference uh, yesterday in Grand Thornton and we, you know, we had one of the government ministers explaining that we had just sold bonds at 0.01% on a, on a 10-year bond. And um, so like the cost of borrowing is um, a, a tiny, tiny fraction of what it would have been back uh, 12, 13 years ago. So I think we will recover and hopefully we'll be able to kind of spend our way out of it as, as a government and uh, be able to perform or provide those supports. But it has been a great help to individual companies. As I said, some sectors are really badly damaged and will take a long time to recover um, and, and other sectors um, haven't been as, as badly impacted. But in terms of financial statements, like some of the impacts for a, uh, you know, a normalized uh, company would really be, you know, reduced turnover, significant reduced turnover due to a, a fall off in demand or due to difficulties with the supply chain or because if the company wasn't in an essential sector, it was, just wasn't able to make its product. And if you can't make it, you can't sell it. And maybe as, as a result of that, there may be impairment concerns on the company's um, fixed assets or goodwill or intangibles. Additional provisions might be needed on the company's stocks because net realizable value is now lower than the cost of, of producing that stock. Uh, or the expiry dates may be uh, approaching quicker than in a normal situation. Or the company's customers might be themselves in difficulty. So they, 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 they could have problems paying you. So there could be additional provisions required on trade receivables. There could also be issues paying bank loans or covenants may have been breached. Um, so all of these, you know, every, every company is unique and different and that's really why the disclosure should be tailored and specific to the company um, but but one thing is for sure i think the disclosures required in uh, in companies 2020 financial statements are going to be under more scrutiny than before there's going to be much more disclosure on, on how the directors concluded that the company is a going concern so it'll be able to meet its obligations uh, as they fall due for a minimum of 12 months 
Stephen, finally, once the government financial supports for businesses come to an end, do you expect your insolvency department within Grant Thornton to become overrun? I genuinely hope not and don't think so, even, even though it might be uh, a lucrative line of business. I think, to be fair to the government, what, the way they've structured the government supports has been to, you know, to maintain employment, to allow and support companies to trade through that uh, and, and, um, and get back on their feet uh, relatively quickly. So I would hope, uh, and I do genuinely believe, that the amount of actual insolvencies and bankruptcies um, will, will be relatively limited. We, we all hope that because we need employment to get back to normal levels. We need people spending, buying new cars, going out uh, and, and, and having meals in restaurants and, and, and going on holidays in Ireland and just spending money in the economy to make sure that we bounce back quite quickly. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Stephen Murray, the Head of Audit and Assurance with Grant Thornton. And I'd like to thank Stephen for taking the time to join us on this morning's Business Matters. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.